you always hear follow the money, right? So like that's what everybody says. You want to know, really know what's happening, always follow the money, right? What a lot of people, and what I didn't know as well, is when you go inside a health department, when you're going to nonprofits, when you're going to some of these clinics, some of these hospitals, everybody sees condoms there. But where is it actually? They don't. What they don't know is that these institutions and that the government is actually paying for it. And three, two, one. You're listening to the Real Social Proof Podcast with Mister Sleepless for Suckers himself, David Shands. Let's get it. All right, welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast, man. We find dope people that do dope stuff, and this might be the most interesting conversation I've had all year. Just to, I was telling somebody that uh, that I was going to be interviewing this guy. He's a black-owned condom company, and his ears perked up. He said, "What? What? Tell me more!" <laughs> like, "Oh, where's the website?" All I said was "black-owned condom yeah, company." Yeah. So, um, yeah, when somebody told me, I was like, oh, that's dope. Got to have one on, on the show. Yeah, so, yeah. Jason Panda, that is a cool name, first off. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate <laughs> that it. Name is dope. All right, so go ahead and, and introduce yourself, man. All right, so my name is Jason Panda. Um, originally from Brockton, Massachusetts. I'm the owner and CEO of uh, B Condoms, the only black-owned condom company in the United States. Mm. Uh, we've been around for about uh, going on 10 years. So, it'll mm. be in March, it'll be about 10 years. Uh, we re- we started. I started the company in ten years. Ten years grinding, man. Ten more than ten thousand hours. You know, everybody says you know you got to put ten years. Probably the first six or seven were probably the most challenging, um, most challenging times of my life, just personally. Like I used to practice law before I went into condoms. Really? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. So I did my undergraduate at Morehouse. Um, went to Georgetown for law school. Uh, practiced law. And then decided to, you know, leave the comforts of, you know, big tier, top, top tier law firm Mm -hmm. to really go and kind of make change in the community. Uh, And I think with me, it was really kind of rooted in, I think, a few different aspects that I've always kind of just really been interested in. One, Mm -hmm. which was one, being able to move the culture forward and really kind of like having my impact on making the black community better or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I think second is I've always wanted to work for myself, right? Like I was like the first... Black guy that my law firm had hired in almost five years. Mm. You know, a lot of people almost take pride in that. But for me, it just, that was never me, right? right? Like, I was kind of never comfortable being the one token within a broader community. I always looked at, you know, how can I reach back in and be able to pull others others up with me once I was able to gain the knowledge. Mm. And then I think lastly, um, was really kind of having a, a business that would allow me to not only be able to self-finance and self-fund, but build a lifestyle that would not only be good for me, you know, hopefully my future kids and, and just my family or whatever, and just, and mix travel and everything else in it. So it didn't even start off with condoms. Mm. Um, my mother used to run a detox and transitional care facility. So like during the crack epidemic right. for like drug addicts, alcohol addicts, and it was the only run one in Massachusetts where I'm from that was run by a black person. Mm. Um, so that's kind of how I kind of came up. And when I used to like work part-time was at the detox. It was at the transition. Which makes sense, center. like, because it's always like, like you you may even have a subconscious sense of if someone's not in this space and they look like me, I've got to be the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, like, like, and, and that's why I like a lot of times to kind of compare, like, the Northern experience with the Southern, right? Um, like, in the North, like, my mother's detox was one of the few that was primarily Black, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, almost all of her employees was Black. 
So I was always kind of comfortable within that space, mm-hmm. right? And also comfortable knowing, even though we may not necessarily have that same access to resources, whether it be capital, whether it be like institutions and everything else, when you have the right teams, you can build competitors that can compete for the long run. Um, and I think that mindset and the mindset to be able to say, you know, yeah, I can make $200,000 a year because that's what I made my last year. Mm-hmm. I can be comfortable. I can, you know, have a while. Like I don't, I'm not a flashy guy. I don't need watches, bling, all of that stuff. But I can build something that can be able to outlast me. Right, right, um, right. And, that's, and, and also something that can really have some impact. Because sure. um, I think w- where I came from was a perspective of, it, you know, within the culture we all know, right? You hear people talk about teenage pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Who are they talking about, right? Us. <laughs> exactly. Like, you'll, sure. you'll hear people talking about HIV and AIDS or you see all of these commercials. There's always dog whistles talking about us, right? So at some level, you know, with me, I always love to travel. I've tra- probably traveled to about 60 countries. Oh, now, wow. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And well I, traveled. God, wait, <laughs> how many of, yeah. how many countries are there total? It's like a hundred something. Uh, right? hundred and something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm like sixty countries in, and I think what happened was I was like, you know, why is it that the condom is really the one protective barrier, or whatever, to be able to protect our community, but we don't control it, right? And then when I went to dig even deeper, I realized that you know the U.S. condom market's over a billion dollars, and blacks make up overrepresent. We make up nearly forty percent of that. Uh, are consumers of condoms in the U.S., mm. right? So if you're looking, you're talking about almost $400 million a year without a one white dollar, right, that go from our community into the broader public without having any direct impact on what's happening in our streets. And I felt from just like a really gut reaction that that just wasn't right and that it needed to change. And then when you looked at the market, all people really knew was three companies, Trojan, which owns Magnum, yeah. All right. Latex. Le- yep. Lifestyles. Lifestyle. Yeah, lifestyle. Yep. And then Durex. Yeah, Durex. Right? Yeah. So I was like, everybody just rocked Magnum because it's like their default. Right. right. And I was like, but when did they ever had competition? Right? And then- There's really no competition. No in our, yeah. competition. Yeah. So then I looked at it and I was like, they need competition. And if not me, who else? Like, why shouldn't we challenge them for dollars and for impact that's happening directly in our community? So how many condoms have you sold? Like, so give me last year. Last year, we probably sold about 35 million condoms. 35 million condoms in 2020. Yes. How do you do that, bro? And, 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 you'll, and you'll never know our name because here goes what happens. The majority of my business is built on government, right? So what I've, I've you always hear follow the money. Right? So, like, that's what everybody says. You want to really know what's happening, always follow the money. Right? What a lot of people, and what I didn't know as well, is when you go inside a health department, when you're going to nonprofits, when you're going to some of these clinics, some of these hospitals, everybody sees condoms there. But where is it actually? They don't, what they don't know is that these institutions and that the government is actually paying for it. Oh. Yeah. So, let's say, like, um, an abortion clinic. Exactly. You get the contract, and I would I would imagine that you're what MBE certified. Yeah, exactly. I exactly. knew it. Golly, okay, exactly. it's making sense. I'm, and I'm and I'm really big on government. Like yeah. like me, I scream government like with a bullhorn, right? Because what happened is, and, and I'll tell you how I got onto government. It wasn't initially right because initially all we know is what we see. So when I had left law, like I'll, I'll and I'll be real, my first year I think we made like forty two thousand dollars. And I work 60 hours a week, killing myself. Mm. And, I, and that ain't, that's not 
profit. That's just top line like, gross. killing yourself. Right. But I knew I was on to something. Right. And 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 that's why, you know, throughout the years or whatever, but going back to why government was never sexy. Right. Like, you know, what happens is when you kind of branch out on your own, everybody's all where for everybody's first question, where are you carried? Mm-hmm. Right. Where can I buy you? And then for somebody that doesn't have a thriving business, like, yeah, my business is, is stable now. We got a big warehouse, Fulton Industrial. You know, I ship all of these condoms. I do a container or two a month. Like, I'm good right mm-hmm. now. But earlier on, those type of questions can sometimes sear to your soul, right? Mm-hmm. And even though, like, because you don't have anything to show. All you have to show is hard work and no one really, no one respects the hustle a lot of time. Yeah. They respect the winner, Right. So um, what ended up happening was I always used to turn down nonprofit. I used to turn down government. It's not sexy. It's not what people can see. When it's you say not, turn down, give me an example. Like you don't fo- you don't put your efforts into it, right? So right. like let's say you're looking you're looking at your business, right? And you you have different types of clients, right? You may have a retail client, you may have a government client, you may have a nonprofit client, you may have like an adult store chain, right? Are y'all a nonprofit? No, no, no. I'm for profit. Okay, for profit. Yeah. So what would happen is I was putting all of my energy and efforts into being carried in store. Because that's cool. Because it's cool. You can post that on the gram. You can post it on the gram. (laughs) People ask you like, yeah, you know, what they don't know is the marketing that it takes to be able to support your in-store sales. And earlier on, a lot of us don't have that money. I didn't have any access to capital. I I used to, don't get me wrong, when I started my business, I had a a few hundred thousand dollars saved, right? Because I always lived well below my means. I just stacked everything. So I thought I was good, but that money ran out after two and a half years. Mm. And then you end up having to do your job at night, right? And And then work, pay your bills during the day. So you saved a couple hundred thousand from your job. Working at working in as law. As a law. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. So your first attempt is going into retail, right? Mm-hmm, Did you get mm-hmm. into retail? Yeah, well, like, we we were carried at one point in Whole Foods. Like, now we're actually, like, we're going to have some really big announcements this year, mm-hmm. right? But that's because there's a time and a place for everything, yeah. right? Like, I didn't, you don't know what you don't know, right? So earlier on, I was making mistakes, not because I wasn't working hard, not because... It wasn't the right idea or the right, it just wasn't the time, mm-hmm. right? And I think the more I became kind of at, 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 at ease with that, the more comfortable with the process I became. And I met one guy, and, I, and even to this day, I, I don't like, I forget his name, but he was the first dude that told me, he's like, yo, Jay, like this is after the second year, right? Because I went from like 42 or whatever thousand, maybe like 58, right? Mm-hmm. You're talking two years in. Right. We ain't like everybody else because, but I'm talking about a national business. How were you making, how did you make the 42? Is it hand-to-hand, peer-to-peer? Hand-to-hand, combat. This is me in the streets. Even now, like, you know, like I don't know if you heard like Coalition DJs last week, mm-hmm. right? Big event. That was me out there. We were flying all the cars. We were putting up all of the posters. I'm still in the streets. Mm-hmm. I have to appreciate that level of the grind. At least now until people really know my name because they need to see that story. Wow. Right? And and that's why, like, yeah, last year I did 35 million condoms, but yet and still, I'm still that guy that'll like be that'll be out there that people need to be able to see. And not only because it's I've refined my pitch over the 10 years, but I also need to be able to train the people that are gonna begin working under me to a way that fits a process in an organization that I know is needed for us to be able to compete. I'm competing against billion-dollar companies. For sure, 100%. That have hundreds of SKUs and hundreds of products across multiple lines, right? Like, it's really the David and Goliath, yeah. right? But one thing I know is they can never be black. 
Mm. They can never know our experience Big and facts. they can never care about our culture as much as I care. And that they will never outwork me or care about moving our culture forward as much as I do. Yeah. And I think the more people that see me, that able to kind of like, and when people see me, they see what I'm doing and they see how I'm going about it. I ain't got all the answers. I'll be the first to tell you. Like, you know, everybody like, yo, you know, Jay, you should be teaching courses and all of that. I'm like, yo, I'm not one of them that'll try to teach a business and never ran a business, yeah, right? I'm, I'm behind the scenes. I don't need to be seen. Do you have partners? Yeah. I, let, me ask you first, let me ask you the first question before you answer that. Have you gotten investors? No. No investors. One SBA no money. loan. Took no S- I, I bought a house that I made money on and I leveraged that house to take a loan against it to give me the capital that I needed to be able to get to the next level. Okay. Do you have any equity partners? No. All you. Do you have partners or employees or both? Consultants, I guess you could call it. I got contractors. Gotcha. So we got about nine contractors. So you, you really got this joint on your back. Yeah. So you have contractors. Well, I, I come do a job and I pay you. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I pay them. Like, yeah. they're independent consultants. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever looked into it? Like, are you looking for partners or? Like, um. I, here goes one of the things that, like, I don't I'm get wrong. for a very selfish reason. Yeah, I want no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> what but, I got to do, man? <laughs> no, nah, but like, but here's the thing, right? Like, I had, I had business partners in the mm. past, and I love them to death, right? But what happened is, and, and they, like, they've helped me get to this level, right? But that road to get here was as treacherous and as hard as anybody could ever imagine, mm-hmm. right? And along that way, you know, we were able to, you know, part amicably and all of that, but- Why you did know, y'all part? The business required full time. And mm. when we run out of money, what are you going to do? I can't be mad at you because you can't pay your bills. That's real. You don't care about it any less. I can't get mad at you because we're both in a situation where, where I purpose, like you got to think, I'm 40 years old, right? I'm, I'm not married. I don't have kids. I purposely held that off. These are conscious decisions and conscious sacrifices that I had to make. I like, I can respect my own hustle. I can respect my own sacrifice, but I can't put that on somebody else. Yeah. I can't get mad at somebody else because, you know, they can't make that same sacrifice. Like this is my calling. Yeah. Right. Like this is something that I know in five years, 10 years, when I look back and I'm like, wow, I built something powerful that has the potential to really move us ahead domestically and internationally. That's that's my this is this is my contribution. Mm, I love it. All right, so I gotta we gotta go back. <laughs> we gotta go back to how you started. Mm-hmm. Like you have this idea, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I and I'll, I, I you want to hear the real story? The real story. All right, the first business that I started was called Zippy Jobs, right? It was like a college like matching platform or whatever. But then what happened was the market collapsed. College matching platform. So like imagine you want to make $50 over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Craigslist was just yeah. beginning to pop off. It was like for, for college students only, you'd be able to log in and say, you know, I want to find a job for like $50 for a weekend. So somebody could post it. You go mow their lawn, babysit their kid. Mm-hmm. That was it. Business failed, right? And, and it failed around when the recession first collapsed in 2009. Mm. Right. Well, I say it sounds like a good idea. Though. No, no, it's a like I've always had good ideas, but the timing has been bad. Right. Like now, it's just like perfect for what I'm doing now. So it's like I'm able to see that other side of the curve. 
right? But what happened with that? I told myself I, I wanted a recession. Any business that I did after that would have to be recession-proof. Mm-hmm. So when I first came up with condoms, I was miserable working in, working in law, hated the law firm, you know, all of that type of stuff. And I came up with two ideas, caskets and condoms. Because if you look at the black community, who are always the most wealthy people in the black community was the funeral homeowners, mm. right? And I said, why don't, who, who, why don't we have our own casket company if we already got insular distribution? Because people were always dying. Like, take, take the death part aside, right? I was like, that's a solid product that we ought to be able to own, right? Selling within our community in an all-black environment to our own funeral homeowners, carve out that part of the community. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Keep it insular. Mm, I like the way you think. <laughs> I thought, you know what? I'm gonna make a couple dollars, make some t-shirts. Don't go with the t-shirt. You think, you know, caskets. That's crazy. Okay. But that's just how I've always like anytime I speak business, like I'm like, yo, what's always the silent thing that's there, but you it's always needed. The right? silent thing that's always there, but it's needed. I like that. Okay. I like that. I like that. Okay, so why didn't and, you go? So it was either gonna be caskets or condoms. Right? And, and then, what made you think of condoms, though? People are always having sex. Trojan, I knew, everybody knows Trojan. Everybody knew Magnum, same company. And I'm like, yo, they're, they're, they're a weak champ. You kind of know, like, like, think about Rocky when he fought, like, uh, Marvelous Marvin Hatton, like, uh, what's his name? Busted. Uh, Mr. T. Mm-hmm. Right? Mr. T was hungry, right? He came, he, he swiped his ass up this first time around, right? And I was like, yo, what you have is you have a lazy champion that's never really had a threat. Mm. And I always trust, like, you know, what happens is, because it's funny, right? I got friends now. Now I'm here in Atlanta, right? I got friends. And I don't know any entertainers. I don't know all of that part of the game, right? Because I was ne- I never ran fast. I never could dunk. I could never, I never <laughs> wanted to be a rapper, mm-hmm. right? But I knew I had this. So what I ended up doing over the years was just fine-tuning my mind because that was my only really way to compete, mm. right? Like, so if you take all of these other things off the table, it's like, what's your, what's, what's your secret sauce, right? Mm. Like, because... 
kind of like X-Men. I believe we all have our own superpower. It's just really identifying what your own superpower is and then trying to align it with the best way to move your life forward. But was there a moment like you're about to put on a kind of be like, saying black on, she ain't even black. Or like- No, 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 no. no, I'll I'll tell you with me, it was, so you got caskets and you got condoms, Right. right? And then I thought about it and it's the sexiness. Going back, like, you know, you're a little bit younger. You always want that sexy, yeah. right? Like, and that's where I think a lot of us get lost, right? We get lost in what we can see, right? Mm-hmm. So what's your first thing? Nightlife. I'll be in the clubs. I'll be banging chill. Like, all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's me. Like, ain't nothing bigger and badder than being able to pull out your own condom and know you're, you're knocking something. Like, you're, <laughs> you're getting <laughs> in, right? You like, you're doing it. I appreciate it. <laughs> and it's leading back to you, right? Mm-hmm. So... That was really what, and then also it was the economics, right? Like I move things by containers, right? So I was like, yo, I can either move 30 caskets in a 20-foot container or 60 caskets in a 40-foot, or I can move 2 million condoms in a 20-foot and 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 3.5 million condoms in a 40-foot. No, but how did you come down to caskets and condoms? Were there other ideas? No. I remember it came from Zippy Jobs. I wanted something recession-proof. Right. Right? Like, now it's Corona. We, we double our sales this year. Why would, why would Corona double sales for a condom? Here goes why. It wasn't necessarily Corona. It was the push black in the middle of Corona. Anything black won. Anything black won. And, we were, and since we didn't have in-store distribution, everything else went online. Mm, so 2020 last year was a good year for you. That's why you think I moved to Atlanta. I secured our big-ass warehouse. You know, we ran it out. Version. Huh? You mean to edit oh, oh, sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry, sorry. But yeah, but you know, that's why last year I moved the business from New York, moved it to Atlanta. I got our big warehouse. I began to round out a team. And now we're actually beginning to now to move from a traditional government business into a more, you know, uh, an in-store where hopefully, you know, 2021, hopefully you'll be able to see us in the bigger guys. Mm-hmm. The Walmarts, you know, the, the CVSs, the Publix yeah. of the world, okay. the Kroger's of the world. Right. Okay. Because I've already had a business that's established. You know, we were already retail ready. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I got 10 years. Yeah, for and sure. then also I was finally at a point at which I could pay consultants for the part of the for the part of the boards that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, OK, people, hold on, hold on, because I, I, I want to run up to that. Caskets, condoms, you decide condoms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you do that first day you decide we're doing condoms? I first figure out how to get laid off from the firm so I can get a severance package. Really? How are you going to finance the start of your business if, if, if you're just living on your savings? You don't think to yourself, I'm just going to take a portion of my money to invest in this? Your, your you mind need to collect what, unemployment. How am I going to keep my bills on? So your mind, so in your mind, you think, okay, I'm either, if I'm going to do this, I have to quit my job and I got to go in. I love that mindset, brother. And then, then my next thing is, I want to go to the source. So I buy a ticket. I go Thailand, China, Malaysia. Hold Me on, in a backpack. Bro, hold on. You are a different breed. You have a good job. Did you not like, did you not like the job? I hated the job. You hated the job. You said, okay, I got to figure out how to get a severance package. Did you figure out how to get a severance package? Of course. How'd you do it? <laughs> Rule number one. I prayed on it, number one, right? Okay. Then second... I took on the motto of, I don't care. 
So let's say you're at a firm. They tell you, oh, yeah, you know, they want this brief back by Tuesday. You tell them you'll get it Monday or the following week. Then you have a stare-down comp- competition. They go, yeah, you'll get it Monday. You do that long enough, right? You become a liability. You intentionally became a jerk at your job as an employee. You need to become as toxic as possible so that it's more energy to keep you around than it is to let you go. <laughs> Yo, this is crazy. You had a diabolical scheme on how to get them to give you off of the of the job. Six and months, full salary. One year, full insurance, and then allowed to collect un- unemployment after. And, and you're just thinking, okay, this is enough cushion. On top of what I had saved. Mm, okay, okay. So this happens. And you're, you said, okay, I then, now I got to go I to then, the source. Now I got to go to the source. Okay. I go to Google. I say condom manufacturers globally. At this point, I was still picking between condoms and caskets. So I said condom and casket. I was going to visit both. Because with me, I don't ever believe one of the so things. So before that, you decide to get fired, you didn't have a. I knew it was going to be one of them. It was going to be one of them. I was going to be one of them. And I was going to, but I know me, whatever I commit to, I'm in a thousand. <sighs> this is good. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, so you go to Google, find out condom manufacturers. Condom manufacturers. I get my backpack packed. Next two months, I'm traveling between China, Thailand, and Malaysia. Solo. Because that's where the manufacturers are. Mm-hmm. Nothing domestic? No, 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 no. Trojan has one in, like, in, um, they have, like, one smaller one, which they do for, like, smaller runs or whatever, mm-hmm. but most of everybody else's all happen overseas between Thailand and Malaysia. And, and they wouldn't make your condoms for you? No, no, no. Like, in... Number one, I don't like their product. Their product is a little bit different from mine. Um, is it? Yeah, yeah, it really is. It really is. Okay, what don't you like about the product? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. No, no, I, I, I don't no I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you for sure. I don't like. They smell. All right. Number one, like, and anybody that's used a Trojan magnet can tell you after the experience why you think a girl's always like, "Let me smell your thing." All right. The fr- yeah, 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 yeah. That, it, it's yeah. it's it's part of it. We kind of take it for for, but it shouldn't be that way, right? Number two, they haven't been as consistent in terms of non-breakage as I would like them to be, right? Hmm. Like, you know, if people say anything about mine, they're like, yo, they don't break. Like, my thing is top-notch. Like, mine, they're odorless, tasteless, vegan, right? Organic, all natural. Vegan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No parabens, no casein. Like, none of the stuff that kind of like, I invest more heavily in, in part of it, going back to kind of like, me traveling, right? I was able to see where Durex makes their condoms. I was able to see where Lifestyles makes their condoms. Not only where they make them, but what their internal numbers look like. So like all condoms, like your head are like triple tested, right? Mm-hmm. Triple tested means like air pressure test means you, they'll go and connect it to like almost like a pump. They'll fill it up with air and see at what pressure to level it, it'll burst, right? Another one is called like a water leak test. They'll fill it up with water, same type of way. What, what level does it burst? And then the last one is kind of like an electri- electronic pinhole test. So what they do is they almost have like a scanner that spins, right? And they scan the condom to see, you know, if there are any small holes that are undetectable to the eye, right? I wanted to ask actually- one condom goes through the three iterations. Mm-hmm, before you actually use it. Gotcha. And I watched, but I needed to understand, so I can walk you from the rubber tree, right? Like you ever see sap, like syrup or whatever? Yes, you ever yes. see a syrup tree? It's the same exact way rubber happens. They stick a little, kind of like a straw, right, inside the tree, and all natural rubber comes out of it. It goes into like a little, small little bowl, right? 
they collect those little bowls and then they put it inside a, a much bigger bowl. And that's when you kind of mix, the, mix all of the ingredients in with it, right? Mm. Like, but I, me, when I go in, like, that's why I don't do a lot of stuff. Because when I dive in, I go in for mastery, right? Like, because I, in order to really be able to compete, you have to know where somebody else is weak, right? And then you also have to have a timeline on when you can pull, you know, certain strengths against their weaknesses, or you're just going to kind of be flapping along the way. Mm. So you you go to these factories, you just mm-hmm. walk in like, hey. No, no, no. I call, like, act as if, right? Mm-hmm. So I call them. I'm talking like I'm a boss. They don't know this is like, Jason, I ain't got no condoms. I ain't got no right. money. Like, not really. Well, your, big do guy. you remember what your pitch was 10 years ago? Yeah. No, no. Basically, my pitch has always been the same. My name's Jason Panda. I, I run a big condom manufacturing company in the United States. I'm looking for new sourcing. I like to set up a meeting. So you show up. They got signs and all of that ready. They're sending their drivers. They're taking you up to lunch, all of that. And they don't know at the end of it, you just ask for samples. <laughs> I love it, yo. I love this interview. My gosh. Okay. So, so you're, yo, so you just play this big wig and you're like, yo, I really just need those samples. Do, no, do they no, walk you even, into- no, no, even before then, right? Like, because we're talking before I ordered, right? right. Like, so, of course, because, you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, I got to fly back, you know, because this is an important decision, you know, some of my business partners weren't able to make it, but I want to go back and have meetings and we'll convene or whatever, you know, talk your talk, right? Yeah. But this, do they do they walk you through the factory? Yeah, no, no, that's how I learned all of this. Yeah. Right? So the first factory, yeah, you're looking green, right? But I went to 16, 16, 17 factories. Was it in this one stint of time? Yeah. In Malaysia. Thailand. Thailand. And China. In China. And you went to 16, 17 factories. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so about it, like that fifth factory. You know, like, you know oh, the game. That. Oh, I know that. Yeah. Come on, I, with the tree. I know asking. how y'all do with the little sap and all that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're learning wow. as you go. Because here goes what happened. No one can tell me this. There's no blue, there's no blue book for this. There's no like encyclopedia to show you. And, and, and part of my thing I always tell, because people will come up to me, they'll be like, yo, you know, Jason, I want like business advice or this and that. And I'm like, yo, if you really want to know it, the only way to do it is through practice, mm. right? Like don't trust anybody because no one's going to know the intricacies as well as you need to know it, right? Like I, I forget more information than most people are going to learn. That's why like recently they were like, oh yeah, you know, I heard another black condom company launch. I'm like, I don't worry about it. My path is going to be my path. And trust, if, they, if they're willing to go through what I went through to get it to where I'm going to yeah. get it to, respect. But trust, I already know the mistakes that they're going to make before they make them. I had 10 years of them. Mm. And now I'm at a point where like, and, and, and say, say what you want, one of my biggest expenses right now is a consultant that retired from one of the bigger, from one of the bigger three. Mm. Right? Because what happens, sometimes you just got to pay for the game. Yeah. Got right? to. You got to pay for the game. And I was finally able to get my business to a level at which I could afford that type of real knowledge. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, because what happens, you're either going to continue spinning your wheels or you're going to be like, we're ready now. Yeah. And you can't, I can't make the same rookie mistakes I made a year one and two. Right. So if you, and, and at this point, you already know where your gaps are. So you went on LinkedIn the same type of way. Like there's a level of, hustle, like it's desperation, I like to call it a lot of times. Right? Like, sure. You know, you go on LinkedIn, you you figure it out, you find somebody, right? And you're like, yo, this is what I need. What will it cost? Mm. And and we've had meetings this year with the CVSs of the world, with the Walmarts of the world. I actually have him in on the meetings. 
prepping for the meetings, helping yeah. on the post on 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 the post discussion. He knows how to talk that talk. He knows. He understands he, it. He, he gets it. Yeah, he understands and, the language. And and though he may not be able to, like, you know, you're talking about a what 65 year old white dude or whatever, right? Retired, like living his life, right? And he respects the hustle. People like some things cross cultures, right? Like if you see somebody who's genuinely a good dude, who's genuinely trying, who's paid his dues, and you see him really trying out, people can respect that, yeah. right? Like, yeah, we call it, he's watching his Fox News, he's all that. That doesn't matter, right? Like, because there's a certain strain of, of, of individual and a person that just, people can connect with people and people can be like, yo, I respect your hustle, I respect your hard work, I respect the sacrifice. I'll see what I can do. Gotcha. And especially if you're gonna pay somebody on top of that. Oh, for sure. I'm like, sure. Yeah. And, and 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 that's kind of and I and I think I'm fortunate because, you know, for everything I have been able to do, you know, I, I don't forget how hard this road was. And I kind of always remind myself of that and kind of stay grounded or whatever. Because like, yeah, sure. could I could I go out here and try to flag all that? But it doesn't help. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Like, and it's not really why I'm doing it. Yeah. So you so you learn this like triple testing and all that kind of stuff oh, through this through this process. Mm-hmm. And so out of these 16 or 17 factories, are because there's like the big three, right? But these big manufacturers, do they only make condoms or do they make a whole lot of other stuff? They make a whole they make they make like rubber gloves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like gotcha. they'll make like hand sanitizer. But like you look at Trojan, they also have like the um, like they have their pregnancy tests, Arm and Hammer. Like, you're talking about, it's not Trojan, it's Church and Dwight, right? Like Church and Dwight. So, gotcha. Church and Dwight, as a, as a consumer product company, yeah. right, has all of these different brands that fall. And Trojan's just one of them. Gotcha. Right? And does, does, do they use some of the manufacturers that you went to go see? Or they have oh, their yeah, own? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was saying. Like, I was going and visiting. And seeing what everybody else's back end was. Gotcha. Oh, so you like see their packaging laying around like, oh. You... No, no, you can buy their packaging, but I wanted to see what their manufacturing process No, but I'm saying like you see, like you can recognize, oh, this is Trojan. Oh, this I, is what they're making Yeah. Oh, gotcha. 100%. Like, and, and that's why like, like, for example, they had this issue a couple of years ago, right? Where I'm um, like one of the biggest suppliers, a company called Corex. They, they're, they're the largest uh, condom manufacturer in the, in the world. Right out of, out of Thailand and Malaysia. They got facilities in both. They got caught for it. And I stopped dealing with I, I initially went to go source with them. Mm-hmm. And earlier on, I did. But then what I found out was they were slowing my production timelines and quickening up one of my competitors because they had already planned on purchasing my competitor. So they were going to manufacture your competitor's no, no, so, product? No, they were, right? And I didn't know. So they were manufacturing, but their goal was to manufacture it then buy that company. Exactly. Oh, so wow. I so what happened? And it's all money at the end of the day, right? Yeah. I was a smaller account, right? So they were making my condoms. They were making my competitors' condoms, right? Are they like a small independent company as well? You ever see one condoms? They're the little circular ones or whatever. They don't. They're, not, they're really kind of a flat brand. They never really did anything. Mm-hmm. But at that point, they were bigger than me. Now they ain't, right? But what happened at that point is they had a little bit more burn. They were in the game a little bit longer, right? Mm-hmm. They target like the LGBT but white community, gotcha. right? like the gay white community. Gotcha. Um, and then they also do kind of like their own packaging or whatever. But long story short, they were supplying mine and theirs. They used to tell me my to get my product, it was going to take 90 days, 120, right? You can't have a business because, you know, on, on, on bringing it over on a ship, that's an additional 30 days. Yeah. So how did you know that they were manufacturing your competitor? 
You can go to their packaging and you can see where it says made in whatever. And then you can cold call. You can figure it out. But I'm saying if it says made in Malaysia, there's a bunch of factories in Malaysia. There's only a few. Like there, there are a mm. few players, right? Like even eventually I'll probably even purchase our own, right? That way I just own that whole side of it. Mm. You right? can purchase a manufacturer over there. You can, you can purchase anything. Why can't you? How much do you think it costs to purchase a manufacturer? I would probably about 1.5 to two and a half. Mm, like fully what, staffed. Yeah, um, yeah. Because what you would do is you like why why go and rebuild the whole that whole system and have that whole process, right? right. Like right now, my biggest value are my contracts, mm-hmm. right? Because I got contracts with governments that go through 2027. Nobody can oh, get in. Good. Right? Like, why do you think I could do retail and relax, do the interviews, all of that? But like, that's my biggest value. I got booked business all the way out for another seven or eight years, right? Mm. So the same way, some of these manufacturers already had a certifications, but they just don't got the, they don't got the brands to be able to push the level of turn that they need for their, for their dipping lines. Gotcha. Right? So what you would do is you'd purchase an underperforming one that they already had the systems built and everything else. Say, no, like, like no different than you're going to purchase like a, a corner store, new management. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. and now you know you've already got all of the systems and everything in place, and boom, now it's yours. That makes sense. Okay, so you're going through, you're learning the test, the, 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 the triple testing, and then you find a manufacturer that you can mm-hmm. build a build a home with. Mm-hmm. Are you still with that initial manufacturer? No, no. Okay, so we'll get to why not. Yeah, but you find that first home. What happens? Make a rookie mistake. I think at the time that, like, for some reason, that kind of like that, like, we end up going with, like, purplish packaging back then. It hits flat. Really? Flat. Oh, people hate it. Like, because, you know, and it's dudes or whatever. Not only that, I didn't realize that the foil size, the, condom, the condoms were A-grade, right? So I, my always, my think was always just make sure the condoms, right? Condom yeah. don't break, all of that good stuff. But I, I tried to cut costs on the foil size. So it came through and the foils were just really, really small. Right, so like packaged in like, there, to like where's... like 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 let's say for example, like oh, I got one, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got some. So imagine it's half the size. All right, look, I know you're enjoying the episode, but I gotta tell you, finally, you asked for it, and we created a Patreon. Okay, we created an inner circle. We have amazing stories, amazing information, the how tos from the episodes. The only thing we're missing is a community. So. It's about that time. We put together our Patreon. We put together our community because we have to have conversation around the information. So let's throw some stuff back and forth. And because we're like-minded, we're all going in the same direction. When we connect in a community, we can connect on other stuff outside the community because we're building real relationships, okay? So check out the Patreon. We got three tiers. I don't care what tier you join. The support is appreciated, okay? Thank you so much. Now back to the episode. So you, so it wasn't like you were doing that for a reason. It's no, just cut cheap. costs. Let let it cut costs because it's less foil. So instead of paying, you know, X cents for per condom, you're gonna pay about a third of that. So you were just being cheap. Yeah. I've seen some condoms where it's like the thin little. It's yeah. like a, that they're doing that for cost reasons. Gotcha. Like the joints you use the, uh, the, the the gas stations when you're on a trip. And you just need a quick hit. And you just need a quick hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never bought one of those, by the way. <laughs> I just saw them, okay? God. Um, okay, but this is about the size of a Magnum, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, so that, this is, and, and, it, and if you want, you can pull out uh, one of the other ones that are, uh, the, the actual- This one, the blue the, ones? No, the, the platinum packaging. 
No, no, no. Right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah right yeah, there. Right. Oh, yeah. Platinum. Yeah. There's only one in there? <laughs> no, that's a three-pack. So there's three inside of this. There's a three-pack. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, like, if you put three of these together, then you'll come up with that. Oh, got you. Yeah. How much is this? To... Uh, so it, it, retail, it, it, I guess. Yeah, it's regular retail. So some gas stations may charge like $5 for it. Tokyo Valentino or some of like the adult stores may charge like 7 it all, sell it all... them online? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, is... we sell like a 10-piece pack okay. for like $10 and like... I, and then it's just shipping or whatever on top. So, okay, about a dollar each. Yeah, and yeah, how much yeah. are these? Uh, those are just Lucy's. So, right. like, Lucy's, we, those are, like, what we would sell to the government. So, we're not selling, like, some of the, some of the area, like, the gas stations or whatever, we'll right. sell them Lucy's. But, and this is our classic. This is our standard size condom. Okay, so, so classic like, and then platinum is, platinum. like, the larger. That's the large. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, uh, for our people. Yeah, for, for our, <laughs> yeah, for our people. Solid, yeah. solid. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, um, this was purple. Mm-hmm. This packaging was purple. And it felt, and it was about the, the foils, which is this right here, was yep. about half the size. And it was smaller. And people, so people, like... people liked it. And, but you know, I didn't know condoms. I didn't know business. I just knew product and I didn't know packaging. I was in, a, I came out a lot, right? I guess so. The small packaging makes it seem cheaper. Like, oh, it's And it cheap. makes it seem small. And who wants to use a cheap condom? Because there's risk. It ain't, wor- it ain't worth the risk. Yeah. Right? So like, that's why like now... I'm I'm like a vetted machine, right? Like I I, I know everything. I've made all of the mistakes, mm. I, and that's our lube. And you got some right? lube in here, I premium got lube. personal lube. Uh-huh. So you're competing with KY. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Why mm-hmm, is this better mm-hmm. than KY? Oh, or is know, it? It it is. It, no, it definitely is. So number one, our our lube is water based. It's all it's also natural, um, and it's pH friendly, as is our condoms. So one of the things when and and this is the other part about it. Like when when I designed and when I worked with our suppliers on on our products. Right, some of the things I cared about was how is it really going to impact women's bodies, mm-hmm. right? Because even in, like, with me, I'm trying to cut down on like my media intake, right? So there's a whole movement amongst just black. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. People in general to be more healthy, mm-hmm. right? Like, so vegan restaurants are doing right. right? You got the slutty vegans and all of them in the world, right? I'm sorry, because my brain goes all over the place. You said this was vegan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why does a why does condom need to be vegan? 
couple of reasons, right? Now, number one, what, what vegan means is... And remember what you were just saying, because I hate to take you off track, but it just popped in my mind. <laughs> and I just remembered it from like 20 minutes ago. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so let me... So remember when I told you like they will take like the rubber that comes out of the tree, mm -hmm. right? And then you'll mix it with different ingredients, yes. right? One of the ingredients that, that actually is less expensive is like an animal byproduct, right? Mm -hmm. And so what happens is that animal byproduct, right, casein or whatever sometimes it's called, is used during the manufacture of some condoms because it lowers costs, mm -hmm. right? But a lot of people that sometimes have like skin reactions and it'll be like, you know, I'm latex insensitive or whatever, you know, I'm sensitive to latex and all mm. that also is what a lot of times causes that reaction, mm. right? So for us... I decided to spend more to swap out that casein-based process for, for, a more, for a more premium product that they then mix to make the condoms at the end of the day. Is it a lot more expensive? Yeah. My margins are a lot smaller, right? Like, is but, it like, like when you say more expensive, is it like... Uh, 30%. 30% more expensive. 30% more expensive. Dang, and plus and and, and and that's a cost that I eat, right? Yeah. Because I think, you know... Here goes my perspective, right? And a lot of times, like, you know, people will talk about, like, the Jackie Robinsons in baseball. I got a zero, zero margin of error business, not only because of condoms. You're black. Because I'm black on top of that, mm -hmm. right? So, like, I... One pop condom, bro. Oh, my God. Yo, um, yo Magnum can pop a million times yeah. on you one time. <laughs> They're like, yo, I knew it. Black folk are like, come on, y'all. Yo, Bob, let me look at the camera. We got to do better as a people, okay? Just a little grace. But these are amazing condoms, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're the best thing you will get on this market. Mm. And I know it because I know every, I know all of it. I can name you every other condom manufacturer. I can name you every other brand. I know how they get, and I know what they're doing, and I know mm. how mine are different. Gotcha. And that's why, like, I stand on my product. Yeah. And will I make as much money per unit? No. But that's not my goal. The same type of way a lot of people be like, why don't you market mass market white folk, all of that? I'm like, yo, let me put it like this. If I get 10% of the black market, I got a $40 million a year company. And Say we it one more time, one more time. 10% of just the African-American condom market in the U.S. will give me a $40 million a year company. Mm. Now, let's say, and we don't move in 10%. 10% of, of like, the black market. A black, not one white dollar. This, mm. is the, this is the gold mine. But it can also, think about how many jobs you can, you, can, you can provide. Think about how many teenagers you can go and educate. Think about how many school sessions or how much things around human trafficking and all of these right. other issues you can go and impact. Why? Because we're the money. We're the one financing it. Mm -hmm. We're the one brokering them deals. We're the one actually putting money back into the streets where they deserve, in our communities. Right. Wow. So that's why a lot of times and, and you got to think like, look at, you know, if you look at how we move as a people, right, like we don't move five, per, five and 10 percent is before we catch. Right. right. So right, like right. you'll see us, we'll be, we'll be like turtle, turtle in the hair, you know, moving our way along and then we'll catch it. And then we'll be like, yo, we rock with it. And then all of a sudden, 90 percent. For sure. Like, yeah. And that's what I'm expecting to also happen with my business. Right. Like I need to do all of this legwork. I need to continue to put all in, put in all of that muscle. Right, continue to really master my craft because by the time my people jump on board, I got to be ready for this back end. Gotcha. And this gotcha. back end is not like there's not going to be a lot of growth there. Like it yeah. may be two or three years. You look up, and then we'll have one of the biggest companies in the black community. Mm, I love it. All right, so you get these smaller purple condoms. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How many did you order? My apartment at that time was my warehouse, mm -hmm. so I ordered like ten cases. Right, but let me tell you what happened. How bigger cases? 
uh, let's say B to U, maybe here to here about this high. Gotcha. So let's say like maybe that wide. Gotcha. So not that many, right? But another thing that I didn't understand earlier on, remember, I was just focused on having a good condom. Mm. They used the wrong glue. Glue? So the, the glue, the, the, like the boxes, you know how regular condom packs are in boxes? Yeah. The boxes were opening. Oh, what an indication of yeah. quality of condom, right? Quality assurance. Not, yeah. So we couldn't, the condom. I mean, the quality is great, but I'm saying condoms, like from a. But from a presentation yeah. and from a sit, you can't sell them. So, yo, this choice, this choice is open already. Making mistakes, rookie mistakes. How much did you spend on your 15, first one? $15,000. 15000 on your first Washed. Because you couldn't sell them. Mm. Imagine, now, now you're sitting at home, right? You're sitting at home. The manufacturer ain't going to give you no more money. Gonna be, All right, I may help you out on your next order. You ain't going to want to order from them again, yeah. even if their condoms are good. Did you order from them again? Never. You gotta mm. learn your lesson. You only learn once with some of these things. How was the product though? The product was good. Okay. The product was good. Like, see, my thing is, I was always able to identify because I knew the internal systems. Mm -hmm. So I always had good product, but there was always the presentation and making sure that the the packaging and all of that was proper. <laughs> Yo, I'm sorry. I don't know why I just came to my head. When you first get them, do you like call your friends over and be like, "Yo, I need to test this out real quick. Pull up." Of course, what do you do? You call your dirtiest dudes, yo, right? Like, everybody got them dudes. That nah, just... so you, like, had some some friends in your phone, like, hey, hey, big head, like, I got these new kind of... Oh, like, oh, no, 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 like, of, of you course. You mean to tell me you never use that trick, bro? <laughs> you never use that? You've used that, bro. Oh, you've used that. Because <laughs> it'll be my version of, like, just to be, like, get around, like, the ladies when I drop my hoodie or whatever. No, I'm no, like, no, I need a photo shoot, come on. But I, you're. But no, no, no. But but let me tell you what happens, all right? And here goes real story, right? Like, don't forget, black folk, we conservative, man. Mm -hmm. So like, you you want a date, like, and, and the company ain't big at this point, right? Mm -hmm. So they ask you, like, you know, what do you do, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, yeah, I sell condos. And you're like, condos, like, and you're like, yo, the high rises. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, right. But then what happens is, right, and then when she realizes it, right, like, here goes what most, most, what most women do, then they sit back to, like, oh, my God. Like, and I used to date a lot of, like, now I'm more into, like, I love me an artsy girl. Like, I'm all about it, right? Mm -hmm. Back then I had more, like, corporate women, right? Mm -hmm. And therefore, oh, my God, how do I, like, introduce, tell my parents about, like, what you do and this and that? Like, because their mind automatically goes, like, yo, Pornhub. Right. Like, X videos, right? Like, and I got this dirty dude trying to become Mr. Marcus number two, right? Like, in all respect to Mr. Marcus, he's my boy. He showed me around California when I was out there. Is you know, really? yeah, no, nah, real man? talk. All of, we're in the black community, mm -hmm. right? And we all have influence, yeah. right? And we all need a seat at the table. Like, I'm fortunate in that as this company grows, I can really serve as an intermediary between entertainment, community, and public health. Yo, do you know my man? Um, his name is, uh, 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 might be Michael something. He's a dancer. Mm -mm. He's like, I, I'm a, I'm a fan. <laughs> oh, that, he's my guy, but he's like, a, he's like a dancer, like a, like a male dancer. Okay, okay, okay. I don't even know how I'd begin to. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, find him. Like, yeah. my, Michael something. Yeah, okay, go. I'm All sorry. Right. So, so, nah, so, like, so, so that was, so earlier on, like, that, like, now, like, you know, people can look and there's actually, like, a brand behind yeah. it, right? Like, there's, like, press behind it and all of that, mm -hmm. right? But, like, earlier on, I was, like, that dirty dog, that, that dirty dude, right? right like, they're, right. like. 
people because people couldn't see the vision. Like yeah. kind of like you know people that flip houses, right? Mm. Some people can walk inside the hood and be able to see bones and be like, yo, that guy shine. A lot of people don't have that ability. Yeah. So it's only after the fact that they can kind of go and see it. But yeah, but it, on on the flip side, like you've never used that that line though. Like I gotta test this out. Like yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be a man if I didn't though, right? Like. Because I can't lie. Like, yeah, this is my corporate face. You know, I'm all like... But yeah, there's, there's also like a level of ego in it, right? Like, uh, like I test did my ever, own... Like, did, did they go Religiously. With like, religiously, they... I use my own product. Right? Like, and yeah, there is, there is a good... I know how good the product is. And that's why every time I put it on, I'm like, you know, I'm in a damn good business. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness yeah. gracious. Okay, so you get fifteen fifteen thousand dollars worth of condoms, mm-hmm. and you you're having a hard time selling them. What do you do with them? I I then call a repack party, right? Because the boxes are breaking, so I can't sell them into the stores. People don't want them. Going back, nonprofits were the only people to be like, Jason, I like you. Mm-hmm. I'll buy your condoms and I'll give them out for free. Oh, nice. But they buy in thousand cases, right? So what did I do? I called like. And you had how many cases? No, I had three packs, right. three-piece packs, but they'll buy in like a box with a thousand loose condoms. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. So I then had to call in like five or six friends, buy some pizzas and be like, yo, I need you all to be able to help me break down all of these three packs mm. and put them in these boxes so I can then sell them to nonprofits. Oh, smart, smart. So yeah, so that that's what we did. So you got your bread back. So no, you didn't, it wasn't no, 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 no. Nonprofits may pay $80, $80 for a thousand. Oh, so you, t- you took an L, but... <laughs> I, I, I took an L, and I learned, mm-hmm. right? And then I switched manufacturers. Mm-hmm. And then the packaging came back, and it was good, right? Everything was good, but then they started slowing my supply chain. Mm. Right? So one of the things that happens, and, and, and I think, and I'm, I'm sure it's not specific to condoms, right? It's just business. It's money at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. People generally put their time and their energy what whatever pays the bills. Yeah, for sure. Right. So if you're a smaller brand, you may care passionately about it. You may want to really kind of like get everybody to see what you can have the potential to do and all of that. They looking at the bottom line. Yeah. Right. Like I'll give, I'll give you an example. Even last year, right. Two, two years ago, I switched some of my bulk. Like, you know, I sell bulk condoms or whatever, you know, cases of a thousand to government. Right. I go to meet my manufacturer. They tell me all of a sudden we're going to increase all your prices 25%. Mm. Now, you know, I'm doing volume now, right? right? 25% is too big of a hit because I'm I'm beating the big guys on cost. We got right. a much more lean operation. And it's a smaller margin. And it's a smaller way. margin. But what happens is I'm like, all right, you want to you play that game? Flew to Malaysia. One of my other guys was fighting to get my business. Man, that cut down my margins. I ended up making more money with them than I did wow. and had the same quality product. Nice. But you, what happens is you realize how much business is skewed for the bigger guys, yeah. right? Like, and I get it. And everybody may not be able to, to want, and people can want to support it, but everybody still has their own interests. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. So this is obviously like year one, by year two, you had, well, by, by the end of year one, you have a good product, right? Yeah, no, product was always good. I mean, let product me, and packaging. Let me, let me, let me tell you, I, and, and, and that way we don't get too much into the weeds, right? Mm-hmm. My business made a shift year six to year seven. From six to seven? Yeah. I was almost out of business year six. Really? 
wasn't making no money. And I was, I was over leveraged because what happens is when you're not selling products quickly, the money that you're bringing in from selling has to get spread over a longer period of time. Mm. So what happens as a result, it's a cash flow, right? And when I buy product, I got to put 70, 30% down, 70% on shipping, right? But because you may, let's say you're bringing in money, but it's getting stretched month over month. You're still having bills to pay. I pay, you know, $20,000 a year in insurance, whether you're small or you're big. I pay- 20000 a year in insurance. Each one of them have to be insured in case I ever get sued. Every condom has to be insured. Product liability insurance. People, people going to sue. People up. Everybody ain't, everybody ain't you and I. Mm. They don't care if you're a small guy. Yeah. Wow. I pay almost $6,000 a year to the FDA. All of my containers that I bring in, sometimes FDA says, stop this. Let me go and check it. Slows my production cycle down 30 days. Right? And that's after manufacturing and shipping 30 days on a, on a boat and everything else. So what happened was year six, I was almost out of business. And then what happened, maybe year five, year six, I think it was. Like, you know, now- Let me ask you though, in these six years, did you do anything else to make money? No. Outside of like, I started doing what was called contract legal, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's the worst job. <laughs> and, and anybody that's practiced law, that knows law, knows that like, what, what are they? Like, document review. Yeah. Document, it's called document review, right? Well, it's, it's like the factory line for, for, legal, for lawyers, right? Mm -hmm. What they do is they got certain documents. You ever hear about like law firms and going to court and you have all of these documents to review? Mm -hmm. There are some documents that you just got to be able, that require a lawyer to be able to read them, right? So they pay you very, very little amount. You sit in front of a, you sit in front of a, like a laptop, like a computer. They put you in the basement. You don't even get with the regular lawyers, right? Now you're talking about somebody, partnership track, all always, you know, fly. Now I'm in the basement. Right, because mm. I just got a hope, but you get a two year, two year, two two week contract, five day contract, but you're just trying to hold, the, keep the lights on at this yeah. point. Pride, ego, and all of that, because sometimes you go into the same law firms with your contemporaries that you knew are working mm. at. Right, you talk yeah. about pride, and I'm I'm still a black man. Pride, I'm still, bro. yo, pride, man. It takes a beating, yo. I feel you. So like, meanwhile, they're looking at you like, yo, what you doing in here? And then you're pressing to go down, and they're pressing to go up. Right. Yeah. And, and then it become you you on everybody's little whisper mill. <laughs> yeah, it's real, yeah. Like people don't want to understand like yeah. the, the things you gotta go through, mm. right? But I gotta keep the lights on. Yeah. And no one's gonna feed into my vision and my dream as much as me. I love it. So right? what was that shift in? So what happened was six and seven, I realized I was like, you know, I can't afford retail. We got gotten into Whole Foods, didn't have the money to really upkeep the marketing, so lost that position, right? Nonprofit. You know, I, I really wasn't doing a bulk supply. I hadn't really competed heavily for contracts. And we just really ran out of money, right? And at that point, one of my business partners, I told him, he, he was a really big on marketing, but marketing's good when you've got money to support it. If you ain't got no money to market, what are you going to do? Yeah. And we had ran out of all of our savings. So either we're going to be at a position where we're either going to have to shut the business down. And at that point, we still had $70,000, $80,000 in debt. From... Like, having to loan out money to buy product. Because by the time we came time for our second round of product- But did they give you, they, uh, and, and those manufacturers, they're not doing no net overseas. No, not, and not only that, we, had, we just didn't have the capital. Yeah. Where'd you like, get money from? Like, where you was over leveraged? Huh? Friends and family? 10K here, 15K here. 80? Yeah. So you were- over, over six years, yeah. 
If you loan in 15K a year to your friend, different different people in your network, you tap out at a certain amount. I don't have a friend I'm going to loan 15000 to. I don't think. Yeah, but I, now I'll tell you, like the other day, my orders now, I just put in almost $200,000 in product orders. Mm. Right? Just, and I, I turn this month over month, right? Like. Yeah. But because of cash flow, some of my government clients may not pay me for six months. Right, right, right. Right? So I, the money is here. The money, you, like, so yeah, you're going to get paid. But like, yo, I still got bills and overhead that I still need to be able to float in the meantime. Were you doing government back then? No. Okay. That was the change. Yes. So what happened is I realized earlier on, I was like, yo, I'm either going to have to change completely the business and take two steps back. And I knew government was going to be the way. It was going to be the only way I was going to have a foundation. Right, so I made my decision that I was going to be government, everything else, no marketing, no sh- shift my manufacturing to cut down my costs so I can compete and beat some of these people on, beat some of these people on pricing. At that point, I had one of them U-Haul like storage facilities that I was using for storage. I found out about a three PL third party logistics where I paid people to literally like warehouse pick pack and ship my product. So I just changed it around because it was just going to be me. Me, one right. person. Right. And I had to figure out, like, yo, Jay, you're either going to have to swallow your pride, go back to corporate, or you're going to have to figure out how can you do it for you until you get to the next level. So, so that's what I did. And then the first contract that I won, State of Illinois. So you, and did you already know, did you fill, file the joint yourself, the MBE certification? Mm-hmm. All of this, but I was a lawyer before. Right, So right. I can do all of this, like, none of that ever intimidated me. Like, I don't like it. Do I like doing that type of stuff? No, but can I do it? Yeah. It intimidates me. I've been supposed to do it for like four years now. And yeah, I just... it's, 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 I get it, right? But like some, like, you know, some of the stuff you just have to put your head down and just be like, I just got to do it, right? And that's what I did. So like the first contract that I won was state of Illinois for almost a million dollars, right? Really? Over five years, right? Over four, four or five years, it was about 1.1 or something Right. So over so one point one million. So basically three hundred thousand dollars a year, two fifty a year. And how many condoms do you got to give them? I don't know. Like I, I just know it came down to two fifty, right? So at this Which point, it came down to two fifty each year. So the contract overall, like the total con- contract, with let's say a million dollars, but it was spread over like four years. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Right. So what that then allowed me to do is, but I'm saying there's a specific number of delivering. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. Gotcha, yeah. Gotcha. So, but what happened is at that point, I was like, I can, I got a baseline, right? Like, at this point, I'm just fighting to keep the lights on. Yeah. Like, who cares what I had before? None of that matters when you're out here and you're, you're, you're like really just trying to survive. You're in survival mode. Yeah. Right? But once I got that, that then began to open up other doors. Mm-hmm. And then all of the other states begin to come on. And I'm still paying zero in marketing, right? Because government that. didn't require any marketing. Yeah. And that's how I was really able to build that foundation. And then what happened was even with me, you know, God rest his soul, my dad, right? Like when I first got the Illinois contract, I didn't have any more people to lend out to, right? And I needed to be able to buy product. You didn't have any more people to lend out to. What do you mean? I needed money to buy product to be able to fulfill the contract. To fulfill it. Because they don't, they, it's not like you get the million dollar contract and they write you a check. Yeah. They're yeah. like, yo, you got to, I get paid after they get the product. Right. Right. <laughs> Months or months yeah. after, sometimes. Yeah. So what happened was, you know, when I said like, "God oh, rest his soul," my dad, you know, he had a state job, right? 
you know, my, my mom used to run a detox. My dad had a regular estate job. None of us really made a lot of money or anything mm. like that. But I went, my dad was the only one that I know if he went into his retirement, he could save me. Mm-hmm. Right. And I went up to, and me and him didn't have a real financial relationship at all. Like he let me five dollars once when I was a third grade. And from <laughs> there on in, we were like, yeah, you do you, I do me. Pride, right, too much right. pride in ego in right, the house, right. right? But I went to him and I was like, you know, I was like, Dad, like I was like, you see what I've been doing. Um, and I was like, I really need you here. I was like, you know, and then he, he was like, What do you need? And I told him I was like forty thousand dollars. He's like, done. He's like, if I can't do this for you. He's like, who can I do it for? Mm. He's like, I see you. I respect you. I trust you. I love you. He's like, and I got you. Oh, man. That's my mom, like, and, and you're talking about a dude, I had never lent $5 from him 20 years ago right, and we remembered right. it, right? But he was really the only one that could help me be able to get to that level. My mom was shocked, right? Like, she almost passed out because, you know, I went upstairs where my dad yeah. used to be to talk to him to kind of let him know kind of the real. So we came down together and he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to go to the bank. And my mom was looking like, 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 he really did that? Right, right. Wow. But yeah, he did it and I paid him back. And that, and that's what, without that, you know, because what a lot of people don't talk about is black businesses, we don't have access to the resources. And I'm yeah. fortunate because I went to law. So some of my roommates gone to Wall Street. So I could be able to lend a little bit more here or there. And I always pay people back. Like, I'm not one of them. I don't like Owen folk. And they, right, and they right. know, yo, Jay's good. Right? Like, right. he gonna get you. Right? So... Yeah, that's what happened. And then I was able to pay my dad back, but that gave me the money to be able to buy that first tranche of product mm-hmm. to then at least get me into the system. Gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, so you don't have to do a lot of the social media stuff and all that because you got the government contracts. However, now, now this that's the direction. Boom. So now, you know, I'm going into year, like March will be 10 years for me, mm. right? Like it started March 11th, March 15th, 2011. Mm, congratulations, right. brother. And I appreciate it, appreciate it. And this year, you know, was the first year that, number one, I went and got my own facility. So that's why I got my big warehouse and everything on Fulton Industrial here in Atlanta. Right. Um, then, you know, I went and partnered up with uh, two official promotions. So there's this guy, two official. He was like one of the early guys at QC. Okay. Um, at Quality Control Music or whatever. Right. So he's been able to kind of like lead a lot of like kind of like my marketing and a lot of like my street teams and all of that Mm -hmm. and really help us kind of bring that kind of like nightlife and entertainment element that the business just never had before. And that's a partner in the sense of a contractor. Yeah, yeah. yeah, So you just pay him that relationship. But you haven't found... Okay. And and in the past, I bought bought out like my previous partner. Oh, you bought him out? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, because I guess... Was he with you in the very beginning? Yeah. No, no, no. Like... You talking about two official or the other guys? The other guys. Yeah, yeah they were, but the business, like you got to think, the biz, there was nothing. The business was me at some point. Yeah, right. Like, and 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 in all respect, right. What happens is you get to a level at which you realize, like, the goal that we may all have had, it's not realistic unless yeah. somebody has to do the ultimate sacrifice. Right. And my and my thing has always been like, and they know me. Anybody that knows me knows how my soul, they know how I rock. And I'm like, yo, if I'm able to get but as I began to I needed SBA loans. Yeah. They didn't want that you can't sign the loans and be an owner. Right. Right? Like they no one's gonna put the equity up except me and the homes up except me. And I, and that's what's necessary to be able to take this business forward. Like I'm not I ain't got VC money, I ain't got all of this other stuff, right? right. So I'm like let me be free and you already know me. When I get there, I'll I'll take care of you. 
Yeah. Right? Like, you know me. We And they're my biggest supporters even to this day. Good, they're still good. all, like, we still got a good relationship. They they called it like, yo, G, I seen you did this. Have you thought about this? Because they, like, we all were in the ground, all in the battle together. Yeah. And then, like, you know, like, some people, like, and that's where I say I'm really fortunate. Like, some people that have, like, ugly divorces and all yeah. of that. Whereas, like, of course, there were failings and everything else because, like, you know, you're talking about grown men that really yeah, laid sure. their life down for something, right? Yeah, you were friends previously. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're still yeah, friends, yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah, you, yeah. you have a relationship and then this business thing comes into mm-hmm, the relationship mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's different. And, 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 and but, but we also realize that, like, you know, for this to be able to get to the next level, I was going to have to walk the part of this road alone. Yeah. And 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 but they also knew that when I cuz it's not a if, it's when I do get it to this level, I'll take care of them. They're going to be good. They got they, they're already good in good in their own lives. Right, they got right, right. both of them making great money, got their good lives, they got married, got their good families, all mm-hmm. of that. Like I'm still sacrificing. Like yeah. last week I'm still doing doing flyers on cars, putting up posters, right? Mm-hmm. I'll be at the Super Bowl doing the same thing. Right? Like I'm still in the streets. I'm still yeah. sacrificing cuz even though I'm, I'm close. I'm, I'm, I'm in like you know, like that area where you can feel it, you can yeah, sense yeah, for it. Yeah, sure, sure. But you know that the work isn't done. The work is just yeah. starting. Yeah. But you can see it. Like I'm in the game right now, right? right? Like right. before, I wasn't in the game. Now I'm in the game, mm-hmm. and I know that for me to be able to get to the next level of the game, I need to also up and be also break down some of my own barriers that I had, mm-hmm. right? Because what happens is, and this is one of the things I was I talk to my mom about sometimes. When you have so many years of struggle, it's hard to kind of break down them barriers that begin to build after 100%. year, year and year of struggle to be to begin to really believe that some things are possible. Yeah. Right. Like one of the brands that we just did a collab with, right, is called uh, Two Line S. Right. Two loans. I'm not sure if you've ever two seen Two Line them. S. Two lines. Two two loans. Two, two loans. Yeah. You'll see. You'll see them or whatever. They're they're a brand. They started out in Alabama or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. They were in the warehouse right beside mine. Right. So we we both moved here. To, like they they were already here in Atlanta, but like the warehouse where they were was like literally right across from me. Right. right. right? And that was my first time because in New York, everybody's really corporate. Right. right? Like you don't get a lot of that. The entrepreneurship community isn't as big. But I was able to come by them and kind of see how they do it. And now they're doing $100,000 a day in sales and their brand is booming. T shirt brand? Huh? A clothing brand? Yeah. What's here in called? Atlanta? Two loans. Two loans. Two two line. And we just did a co-branded thing with them. They're one of the biggest brands out of Alabama. Hold on, spell it. T-U-L-O-N-E-S. $100,000 a day? They're booming. Uh, I see a bunch of them. They got a bunch of them. And they they just moved into a a massive warehouse, right? Like, and, you know, being able to kind of be like in the warehouse beside them and see them moving all of their product. like And 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 that's what I told them. I'm like, yo, y'all are an inspiration to dudes like us. You know who's who who are now trying to get to that next level and who are working to get there because you see what that bump does when your business and everything starts really turning over. And they're here in Atlanta. Yeah, they're they're, they're right full industrial, right right. That's over by crazy. Us. I've never seen them. And uh, mm-hmm. golly, hundred grand a day. Shouts out to two loans. Goodness yeah, gracious, yeah, two line S. Good, and, good. And, and we just did a collab with them, like fashion meets safety, mm. right? So, like, and 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 that's the type of thing where like. Atlanta, Atlanta's a special place, right? And I've always believed in that and I know it down to my soul, right? Like there's a level of support here in Atlanta that you just don't, as a black, and I'll just say it as a black man, right? Mm-hmm. Because 
I think our experience is really different. Yeah. Then, like, I think black women, a lot of times, they'll be able to get into the door. Whereas, yeah. like, with us, it's sometimes it's just a lot more challenging. For sure. Um, but there's a bigger support system here than any other place in the country. I agree. Yeah. I agree 100%. And, that, wow. and that's why I came back. Man, this is, like, this is awesome. You're literally the first condom owner, condom brand owner that I've ever met. <laughs> Yo, it, is it tough in relationships though? Like them knowing you're in this particular industry? I, I, no, no. Here, here goes what it is. Um, for me, you know, I don't ever have to worry about condoms being found at the crib and where, where they come from. <laughs> Meanwhile, bro, this whole time I'm thinking, how am I going to take this to the crib? Because my, my fear is that I'll forget. So it is just, I have, you know, it'll be in my book bag and all that. And then she's like, bro, then I got to explain. We know we did an interview with a guy. What guy? What are we talking about? So, uh, uh, but I, I would say like the relationship part was more challenging for me personally before now because I wasn't stable, right? Like I always say, I always tell anybody, when your money is funny, ain't no other part of your life stable. Yeah, that's big facts. Like, uh, and when my money was funny, right? Like, I just had to do me. Like, you know, of course, like, you're worth dudes. We need our shot off here. We got to do what we got to do, right? You got to do your testing. Like, uh, <laughs> Every shit, man. Yeah. But a- now that, like, you know, like, my my, I'm secure. I'm stable, right? Like, I, I wasn't stable all up until this year. Right. And now that I'm stable is now is probably the first time, you know, like I was I'm opened because I want kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I'd like to have a son. I like to have a little daughter or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now is probably the first time that I can kind of like date with that in mind. Mm-hmm. Right. Realizing that, yeah, I now know I can balance where the business at and the growth with where I need to be, you know, personally or relationship wise mm-hmm. for this point in my life, because I've already made those sacrifices earlier on. True. I feel like I'm kind of catching up. Like, what I preferred, like, I look back, I'm like, yo, Jay, you know, damn, at 27, you may have been able to do it. It may have been rough. But, like, I never wanted to be in a position where I was going to have to sacrifice my dream for the betterment of, because I always want, my dad was super involved with me, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and that's the way I always saw, like, fatherhood, Mm -hmm. right? And I know that if I did have a kid earlier on, I wouldn't have been able to be able to commit to that level and still, I know I was going to have, have to sacrifice one or the other. Yeah. And that's why I kind of, I, I made that sacrifice. But now, you know, day in the day, yeah, it's corona or whatever, right? So there's only so much you can do. But like, yeah. Are you still open to like huh? dating? Isn't that, you don't got nah. like a special somebody nah, right now. Nah, not, not right now. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So now nah, I'm definitely. Sliding this DM, you want to be a tester. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you a fool. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Look, man, um, I, I, I want to say thank you, man. Congrats on all the success. Yeah. And congrats on the success you will soon be experiencing, okay? Um, and I, I do have one more question. And I, I need you to kind of gather something uh, something deep and uh, meaningful to leave us off with, but I'm going to do a quick commercial real quick, okay? Then I'll, I'll yeah, give you some time nah, to think about it. All right, so uh, this episode is sponsored, as always, by The Morning Meetup, themorningmeetup.com. Themorningmeetup.com is the only community that entrepreneurs gather every single day. Did you know we have, like, hundreds of entrepreneurs that gather every single day from across the country to learn and grow as entrepreneurs? It's a community. I never knew that. I teach this stuff every single day. And, like, we have... Um, Certain, like, we have a, a theme for the month. And, you know, this month's theme, we're reading a book together. We, okay. we Actually, we just finished The Richest Man in Babylon together. That was a great book. And um, there was a bunch of people on the call that they never, they haven't read a full book cover to cover ever 
And they haven't picked up a book like that since high school. Like these are grown-ups. I believe it. It's amazing. So every month we have a, a book, a, a book of the month, and then we have a theme. So this month is the millionaire mindset. So we brought on a bunch of millionaires, and I'm just interviewing them to dig into their brain to find out how they think. And they think of they think of money and success and prosperity differently than people that maybe not millionaires, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Or people that's not on that path. So um, actually you can go to themorningmeetup.com and just be a part of our community. And I'm going to do something very special for you. You can join for only $1, just a dollar for seven days to soak up the information. If you don't like what we have in seven days, you can leave no contracts, no obligations. We're not twisting your arm. You're not going to get an email like, hold on, please stay. You can leave if you don't want to be a part. However, if you want to stay, it's $79 a month. And again, no contracts. You get to be on every single day, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, every single day, Monday through Friday. And yes, I'm on the call every day. Ask me any question you want. Okay? So, themorningmeetup.com, 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 enroll. Okay. So, Jason, man, thank you. Nah, thank you. I got a question because I like to make predictions on the podcast. And I want to know where you see yourself in the next five to ten years so that I can look at this video, this Mm -hmm. interview, and say, wow, Jason said he was going to do this five years ago. I got the video. So, what's the vision? I'll have the biggest condom company in the United States. I would have dethroned Trojan as the number one condom company in the United States. Dethroned Trojan. It's yeah. big words, Jason. I know I can do it. Here's I, the crazy I thing. Have, like, the I way you look at me, I believe you 100%. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure of it. Let me, let me, let me tell you what, what, what we know as a community. We set culture. 40% of base is, for, is, is black people. 20%, Barack Obama gets 20% of white votes. That's pretty consistent amongst politics. It's pretty consistent amongst what our crossover appeal is. 20 plus 40 is 60. That's minimum. We'll be number one. Numbers don't lie. I love it. I lo- oh, I can't. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm literally uh, sitting down with a billionaire right now. <laughs> this is really, really cool. No, like, like. Numbers don't lie. Yeah. Mm. And we already know how we move. Yeah. The bi- and, and the biggest thing, which is my singular focus, is to get people to shift from Magnum, which everybody realizes is just like a, it's a good, pro- it's a decent product, but that's all they ever known, to platinum. Mm. And once I'm sure I can get the community to see the benefits of us working with ourselves, us buying a better product, us promoting a better product, everything else take care of itself. You always have a Nike and an Adidas, but in condoms, there's only Nike. And mm. we're going to take them out. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and I believe it. <laughs> Look, man, thank you so much, man. Thank nah, you so th- much. No, no, no. Thank you for the opportunity, man. Oh, like, absolutely. This is huge. Absolutely, man. Um, this is just, it, it's been enlightening. And... You telling the story really helps me realize what I need to do because I want to get my own chip. I want to build my own chip manufacturer. I want to build my own chip company. So I do a series called Dorito Dave, and uh, Dorito ain't trying to sponsor me. So I'm like, yeah, I just build my own chips. And you helped me realize today that the reason I don't have it and it's just an idea is because I'm not willing to just fly out to the manufacturers. I need to go to the manufacturers, walk around the 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 the, the manufacturing office and. Find out what's happening. So 
Like, what do you think the rap snacks dudes did before they launched rap snacks? It's right. the same thing. They don't own their own manufacturing. Yeah. It's, 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 I think the biggest challenge, like, and, I, and I'll tell you, I, I, between you and I, I did like diamond and gold mining of four or four, a little bit or whatever as well at some one point really? in West Africa and Sierra Leone, right? And this is a whole nother conversation, right? But I was talking to, when I was in Miami a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, one of the guys I met, a, call, a friend of my friend. And he was telling me how they, you know, they deal in diamonds and all of that. And he was showing like the Jewish Hasidic communities in Miami and how they control it. And I was like, you know, why are you going through them? Why don't you just go directly to the source? Right. And I think the more we begin to break down the need to have middlemen built into what, what our business models are, the better we'll be able to control our, our, our own supply chain as well as make more money at the end of the day. Explain that. What do you mean? Why go through somebody else when you can go, when you can get it direct, get it yourself? But you're saying the need. Oh, the need for us to be the middleman yeah. between the or, or, or the need for us to cut out middlemen. Gotcha, gotcha. Like why, 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 why pay somebody 10, 10 15, 20 percent just to process paper to order the same order that you could put in directly? Yeah, cut them out. Go there yourself. Chances are they're going to be the same type of people you're going to be working with anyway. Their interests are the same anyway. Mm-hmm. Go there, and you'll and what, what one of the things you'll be surprised about is if you meet enough of them, you'll actually find one that'll be able to open the door to teach you the game that'll then be able to start you down that path. 100%. 100%. Man, please let the people know how to find you, where to get their condoms from. Um, Yeah. All right, so definitely support. Uh, You can find us at B Condoms on Instagram, so just the letter B, uh, condoms with an S. Uh, you can also follow us on, on our website is bcondomswithans.com. Um, my name is Jason Pander. I'm the CEO. You know, thank you all for the support. Definitely, you know, tap in. You know any way you want to work with us, anybody that may, makes sense for us to work with, just come holler at us. You know, we're, we're working hard and we're trying to make the change that we want to be. I love it. I love it, man. Um, and uh, just close this out, man, with a, uh, with, a, with a word of wisdom, man. We have a very strong a group of entrepreneurs that follow the podcast and they have this idea, this dream. Um, What can you leave them with? The biggest thing that I could leave them with is um, trust the process and don't force you, don't make your timeline the timeline that it may take for your business. Your timeline may not necessarily align with what your business timeline is, but if you're moving more towards where you want to be and less towards where you don't want to be, everything will eventually align into work. You'll be okay. There it is. We can't close it out no stronger than that. Listen, do me a favor, man. Go get you some social proof, okay? Go build something. And learn how you built it through building it, and then go teach somebody how you built it, okay? That is the only way our community grows, by going having people who are the builders and are teaching other people how to build what they built, okay? So we are out of here, man. Jason, thank you so much, man. Make sure y'all tap in with my boy. We out of here. I appreciate it. David Chance presents to you the morning meetup. Do you have an idea you need to get off the ground? Are you a small business owner looking to earn supplemental income or replace your current income? Come and join the most amazing mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs live with David Shans himself. That's right. This is not pre-recorded and it's not a replay. This is live every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern. In addition to the live calls, you also receive a weekly individual Q&A call, a private Facebook community, access to all call replays, and access to David's list of 
resources and contacts. You need to be in an environment of success. So head over to themorningmeetup.com today for your $1 seven-day trial. That's right, just $1 for seven days of access to The Morning Meetup. Take massive action towards manifesting your dreams today. Themorningmeetup.com.